This is a podcast from Your Dubai 92. It was a solid week for fans of Kitch's dad jokes. He has a surprising amount up his sleeve. Also, we talked to friend of the show, Briggsy, who had some really good news. Yeah, look forward to it. It's going to be a good episode. Even some movie recommendations and some shopping hacks coming up. Plus, Kitch and Rog went head-to-head on Two Topic Tuesday. Nadia had the news quiz. Do email anytime with anything you like. Breakfast at Dubai92.com. It's your Dubai 92 breakfast. With George and Kitch. I came across a fantastic quote at the weekend. Shakespeare Macbeth. Yes. May I read it to you? Please. The murderer cries as he stabs the boy. What? You egg. Young fry of treachery. So I looked into it because you egg is, to me, quite a Gallagher insult. Like when, what's, a, what's a Gallagher insult? Like when Liam called Noel a potato. Oh, I see. It doesn't really mean too much. There's not much substance behind it. But you also know what it means. It's quite British in that way, I think. Because you can call someone anyone and, and they know that you're getting at them. All you know is one person doesn't like someone else. Yeah. Whatever potato. adverb or adjective you throw at it, you know what it is. So I knew that egg would be along those lines. However, there is a bit more to it. Please. Upon some Google searching, what it actually means is young fool. You're, you're young, you're not hatched yet. That's the egg part of it. And then when he goes on to young fry of treachery, which is a bit jazzier as an insult comes, it's, it means a tiny just hatched fish. I love a Shakespearean insult because you could say that. Any, I mean, I could say that in front of my mum and I wouldn't get in trouble. I would never swear in front of my mum. No, I'm the same. But I could get away with calling someone an egg. And she'd know exactly what you're talking about. I mean, my yeah. grandmother used to do that. Where if she nipped it, she'd, she'd stab, stab her toe. You'd just hear, ah, sugar honey iced tea. <laughs> I love that. That sounds quite like a southern Texas grandma. <laughs> and she knew we, we sugar knew honey ass tea. Oh, sh- and now my mother has interpreted. You just hear, oh, sugar. <laughs> she can't even get out that far. Oh yeah, I've, I've never heard my mum say anything along those lines at all ever. Forty years I've been waiting. I remember the first time I heard Dad use a curse word. Really. I was like, Dad used the. Or I remember I was like seven years old and I went to a kid's party and some other dad used it in front of the kids and I was mortified that there was an adult that did it in front of the kids. What's going on here? Scummy. So yeah. my, my dad does and then it's immediately followed by Michael. <laughs> <laughs> he may have lost the battle. He may have won the battle, but he was never going to win the war when he used it. Never. By the way, I'm going to be using potato next time I need to have a go at someone. That guy's such a potato. What? You egg. Yeah, you just make it sound better than I do. <laughs> it's your Dubai 92 breakfast. With George and Kitch. I went walking on Friday, clocked up almost 30,000 steps on Friday. So you're looking around about 21, 22 kilometres. And the reason is, uh, George, is because... Prizes. Well, yeah, but there's also the competitive spirit. I'm not playing cricket. I'm not playing golf at the moment. I need something to get these competitive juices flowing. So I've joined the Step Up Challenge amongst uh, the radio station. And, geez, it's a disappointing lot we've got here. I mean, I'm just doing all my back sore from doing all the heavy lifting. I managed to get us in seventh place. But I, I, we're averaging, everyone else is averaging one, two, five, six thousand steps a day, and I'm up in the 20s. So, what you're saying is that it's producer Roger's fault if you don't win and get the Amazon vouchers. He's not even in it. If he was in exactly. it, he'd help me. This is my whole point. Need someone else, need some support here. I don't have a Fitbit, so love to help can't. 
Why didn't you get a Fitbit through work? No, I was too late. Oh, I see. I was two days after it closed and they didn't have any left, apart from the ones they found the cupboard after that. But (laughs) (laughs) producer Rog is able to join this. Yep. Yeah. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) Doesn't doesn't mean anything more than technically he can. So who's on the team then? Name Uh, and shame. So we're looking at the team. uh, There's uh, Serena, uh, who works in the ARN News Centre. There's one of our production guys, AJ. A lot of people in a- in HR, there's about six or seven of us uh, that are in there, all amongst the ARN family. So the radio stations you might listen to from uh, City or Hit, they're all part of the one network. You want to get those strapping fellas with the beards from Dubai Eye. Yeah. The yeah, good-looking ones. No, they're not even on here. But uh, nevertheless, it's just, I'm just giving, giving, giving as usual. Giving, 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 doing all the work, and I'm getting getting nothing back here. Unbelievable. <laughs> No Amazon vouchers for you then. <laughs> I can't believe it. I've got to do all this stuff. I just... Anyway, Serena said, no, I, I actually... Bailed. I said, Serena, you've got to do some walking here. You've got to do some walking. I'm doing like 20Ks. I've got to get these Amazon vouchers. And she said, sorry, I've had trouble with my Fitbit syncing to my phone. Likely story. <laughs> if I was her, I would have just said, I'm a parent, you're not. Do you want to repeat that? And then I think that would have settled the matter. If she missed the trick there, I'd be using kids at every given opportunity. Then I easily would have said, great. Then strap the Fitbit on one of them and yeah, send yeah. them out. <laughs> Don't do the challenge. Your average is bringing us down. Set an example for your kids. It's your Dubai 92 breakfast. With George and Kitch. This is life imitating art. What's about happened? art. Now, I spoke to you a few weeks ago, possibly, possibly five years ago, three months. Time is just a suggestion now about a sketch in the UK. It's a programme called W1A. I've heard about this one. A skit about BBC management, especially TV, and they did a lockdown Zoom call. Let me play you a bit of it, where they're talking about having run out of repeats, nearly what they are going to do. Should we be thinking about taking a year like 2012, or choose a better year if you want, and repeating the whole year? I mean, the whole thing, hour for hour, day for day. What, you mean news and everything? Well, I don't know, I'm just... You just go back in time. Well, fabulous. Yes, because, I mean, it's not like this year is much use to anyone, is it? No, it isn't. Or the few years before it, to be honest. No, exactly. I mean, if we really are thinking big thoughts... I think 1976 would do it for me. Yes, I don't know, Neil. I think I'd go for the early 90s. It's happening. (laughs) (laughs) This this show, which is kind of mocking the BBC... Yes. Is it on the BBC? Yes. Oh, that's what I, I love that even more. Yeah, with um, Hugh, whose last name escapes me. Hugh Laurie? No, it's not Hugh Laurie. Uh, the the actor, the one in this. Oh, Hugh Bonneville. Yes, that's it. What a name. Oh, I love that name. Hugh, his real name is Hugh Richard Bonneville Williams. Of course it is. A squire. So this is happening now. They've decided to repeat some of the first ever Big Brother like, that's what we needed in 2020. What was the first Big Brother like in the UK? Did it just take over culture? Yes, it was enormous. Yeah. I mean, it went, you know, from actually what was a fascinating social experiment to that when TV went, I'll have that. We had Nasty Nick as a character who was cheating, trying to like swing the whole system. And I think they kicked him out in the end. We, we, it, the same thing happened because they, they filmed it in Australia in one of the theme parks. Really? Yeah, they put them in the house in a theme park. And you're quite right. The very first series was a legitimate psychological experiment. There was, there was merit in to see how humans would react in that environment, but also not knowing 
is anyone watching? Will I be famous? What's going to happen? Was it, it was in Holland or somewhere, I that Holland one. was the very first one. And then everyone else got it and went, oh, no, 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 we can jazz this up. Because I remember there was a live studio audience for the evictions on Sunday nights in Australia, and the people in the house would listen to see if they could hear the audience, you know, because the sets were half a kilometre away. Are people watching? Are they excited? They know who we are. Of course, now you watch it, everyone's already in their head mentally figuring out how many Instagram followers they're going to get when they leave. So that's gone out of it. Yeah. But... That first series, when people didn't know what to expect in the house. It was huge. I was on the other side of it. So this is celebrating its 20th anniversary. Now, I started in radio. My station was in the area of the Big Brother house, which is just in a compound in Elstree near where they filmed some of our soaps called EastEnders. And what they would do is send me down as the Black Thunder Girl. And essentially, I'd just have to stand in Tesco's car park and speak to the radio station on my phone, pretending that I could see something from Big Brother. I spent so much time freezing cold in Tesco's car park because of Big Brother. (laughs) And did you ever meet any of the contestants? Well, of course not. I was a huge fence. I wasn't even on the right ground. I just had to be in the area. (laughs) Was this the UK theme song, Big Brother? (laughs) They've brought it back. They've actually brought it back in Australia this year and they've done it differently. They've filmed the whole series. They've just filmed the whole thing. And you don't know who gets evicted or when. The, the, it's a bit like Survivor. The people inside the house evict the person. So no one knows what's going on. The people don't know whether they're going to be famous. And the only episode that's, that's live is the final episode where you come back to find out who's the winner. Wow. Could have just repeated an entire season. I think that's what we'll end up doing. Look, what did the lady say? The early 90s was a good one to go back to. Let's yeah. go back there. It's your Dubai 92 Breakfast. With George and Kitch. I was having a Zoom with my friends yesterday uh, for th- a big birthday. Yeah, this was like an 8.30 in the morning 40th birthday Zoom, Yeah, it got it? put off a bit because Ali had to wait for... Well, she had to go to Sainsbury's because her delivery had been cancelled. And then we had to wait for the birthday girl, Becca, to finish her pancakes, which took... A while longer than we thought. They it, always but take longer than you think. We got there in the end. Um, so it's five of us on the call. Uh, the other four have all got kids. So you've got the wailing and the breakdowns in the background and someone's trying to make a roast and someone else is trying to get the barbecue ready. These are organised ladies at 10am. and um, Barbecue at 10am? Yeah, well, you never know how long the weather's going to last. So Also, have a bit of sunshine. Yeah, get it up and running early. Eat get, by 12, get, lovely. Get the eggs on. And um, and then we got, you know, talking about the kids, like we always do, and what they're doing. Uh, but it was her, Liv, her girl, who's eight. So she's, on, she's getting on TikTok now. So she's not allowed to follow many people so that she can't see some stuff. But she has seen some videos, and she has asked what various things meant, which I Ooh, wish she didn't know she'd seen. I see. And she's uh, singing some songs which are massively inappropriate. Like what? What's she, what's she getting into? Something about being bored in the house. Oh, I'm going to leave it at that. I think you probably know the one. Don't know what you're talking... No, please give me more information. I'm <laughs> Don't un- you Google it. It'll give you ideas. I'm unsure what you're talking about. And then uh, the friend Sarah says, yeah, we've been doing the TikTok dances. We never film them and put them anywhere. That would be horrendous. Why not? We just stand in the lounge and do them. Who doesn't maybe want, that's the dream. Who doesn't want to get involved with it like everyone else when you're doing the TikTok moves? Well, you're getting involved, just no one else is seeing you getting involved. Oh, I see. I just hear this and I just want to... Come on, Dad, <laughs> yes. let's do the dance together. Yeah, I don't think my dad would be up for going on to it. Actually, he probably would. But, yeah, it was just interesting seeing it from the other way of, like, parents having to monitor it because it's so easy for something like that. Well, this is life in the, the social media world, isn't it? How do you... Yeah. I mean, 
in, in our day, and I know we do sound like dinosaurs by saying it, it was when I'd go to school in the uh, school library and then there might be a book on the human anatomy. And then that's that, you know, and th- that was as far as you went. Yes. And then eventually you did, you know, when I was in high school, you did have the internet and all those sort of things. But nowadays, how do you police all this sort of stuff? I mean, sometimes I used to watch, even in my 20s, I'd be watching rap music videos. And when you saw some of the stuff that went on, I'd be thinking, even at 25, I was going, if I had like a seven-year-old seven year me watching this, I, w- I wouldn't Game be happy. Over. Yeah. For us, it was a Judy Bloom book that went around the school. If you know, you know. Um, and then, yeah. Judy Bloom, I don't know this one. They didn't have much exposure to MTV or anything like that, but now it's everywhere, isn't it? And you don't want your eight-year-old coming and going, Mummy, what does this mean? <laughs> no, no. Don't do that again. Don't worry about what it means. Yeah, I think it's also really hard. I mean, even emojis have double entendres. Yeah, don't they just? It's really hard. I guess that she uh, she should be worried. No, I won't say that about the eggplant. I'll be right. <laughs> Your Dubai 92 Breakfast with George and Kitch. On the way, George and Kitch's theme train. Your chance to win the Duplo cargo train, which is very cool. And it doesn't have to be for ages two to five. It's just a recommendation. I thought when it said age... Two to five years, that's how long it takes you to make it. <laughs> oh, I love that joke. New Your Dubai 92 breakfast with George and Kitch. Briggs, are you there? Yeah, I'm there. Tell us what's yeah. happened. Well, basically, yesterday, really late on, we, we got uh, approval for my wife and two daughters to come back into the country. Yes. Um, right after so long. <laughs> after how yeah. long? Uh, 108 days. That's Someone's... how long they've been out of the country. <laughs> Have you been counting or has the wife been letting you know? Yeah, I've been counting. I've been counting. Because how... I need to know how many days I've got for cleaning the house, you know. <laughs> <laughs> how many of those nights did you order delivery for dinner? Oh, several. Not, <laughs> not too many, but, yeah, I've kept myself, I've kept myself in good shape, I think. But well, you're supporting <laughs> the economy. This is what you've been doing. That's it, exactly. So the exactly. family, the family where they went back to South Africa, what just for a family yeah. holiday, and 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 then the borders closed yeah. when they were over there. Yeah, they then they got a phone call. Oh well, not a phone call, but an email saying that the uh, flight back to Dubai had been cancelled or put on hold. Um, and then South Africa closed their borders off as well, so they couldn't get out. Uh, so they've just been waiting and waiting and waiting. Um, like many others, I've. You know, we've got we've had uh, a couple of friends and uh, other people who have got are in exactly the same position where they're out of the country. So, yeah, it's been uh, it's been a long road, so to speak. So, who have they been staying with? The my wife's uh, parents. So it's been uh, yeah, it's they've they've been lucky. They've been lucky to be staying with parents. So it's uh, yeah. Yeah, because you do hear yeah, stories of people that have gone on holidays to the Seychelles or somewhere, and the same thing happened, and they're stuck there without that support they, network. So yeah, there is a it. there is a benefit there. How long and how many times have you guys been applying to get back into the country? We've applied our fourth our fourth attempt um, has been has been approved. The first three were rejected. Um, my wife's not a um, like a what's the word um, a key worker, so therefore. Uh, she's kind of been on the on the low side of the list, which is understandable, completely understandable. Uh, but I won't say it hasn't been frustrating receiving the rejection notices. But it's it's one of those things. Now we can now we know that they can come back. That's that's a big relief. When they come back, is is just not. A, I guess it's it, that'll come. You know. So when the flights open up, 
from South Africa back here. We'll get them on, you know, the best, the quickest flight as possible. But at least we know we c- they can come back, and that's what's uh, that's what's given us some relief and some hope. Such good news and a massive effort to bring everyone yeah, back. You know, like is. you say, it's understandable that it's taking a while, but on a personal level, it just must be a weight off your shoulders. What are you yeah. googling now? Then cleaning companies, car cleaning, <laughs> flower delivery. Yeah. If anybody wants to give me a hand, let me know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we're looking forward to it. This must be fantastic. Yeah. What, what's the first thing you're going to do other than, you know, give the family a big, you know, kiss and a cuddle? Are you going to want to go down to the beach, go out for dinner? What's the first way you're going to celebrate? Uh, I think uh, I think we're going to get everybody around, I think, to the house and uh, have a little belated birthday, uh, birthday um, celebration for my daughter who turned one while she was away. So that's uh, that's going to be a hope. Uh, that we can have that. Yeah, we well, have that. well, hopefully restrictions ease yeah. and you can have more than the five people over and you can uh, uh, celebrate, yeah, you know, and uh, and enjoy one another. So, Briggsy, what a great story. Finally, the borders yeah. are open and you'll be reunited. Yeah, thank you. Thank you very much. I'm chuffed. <laughs> I bet you won't miss Zoom chats either. I bet you've had enough of them for a while. No. And you've had no sport to watch. I mean, you've been alone, even living the bachelor's dream, but the sport hasn't no. been there. No, watched a little bit of NRL on uh, on YouTube, but other than that, nah, there's been no zero spot. I've had to go cycling and things like that. Oh, right? you've actually yeah. had to do exercise. Oh, who would have thought? Well done again, yeah. mate, and uh, good luck with the family. No worries. Thanks very much. Your Dubai 92 Breakfast with George and Kitch. Movie Monday. And what have you been seeing movie-wise, George, as the mm. movie buff on the show? Bit more of a classic from me. I am just going to have to Google the date very quickly. Solace. Okay. Now, the cast, absolutely stellar. 2015, so not that old, but also not that new when you think about it. It just sounds newer than it is. I really enjoyed it. I have to say, it's a great cast. It's a good idea. The twists are a bit ridiculous and it does ramble on a bit. It's about an FBI agent who is played by the guy who is Negan from The Walking Dead. And he, Negan, he gets a psychic doctor who's Anthony Hopkins to help him track down a dangerous serial killer. Joe, take a look at this. 416. That's the time. 416, precisely. He knew that we would arrive at the apartment at exactly 416 because he knows everything. See, it's just like me. He sees things. So the serial killer is Colin Farrell. He's also a psychic, but better. Better than Anthony Hopkins, how dare you? No, he can't be better than Sir Anthony, but it it does, his voice there does sound a lot like Silence of the Lambs. It does, doesn't it? He's got that same, and I I had her with a nice grape and the whole thing, yes. (laughs) Etc. They are all on Netflix now, actually. I believe they've all been added, all the Silence of the Lamb movies. I'll go back and watch, maybe I'll go back and watch them in a different order. Ooh, crazy. Revolutionary. That would be weird, actually. Because it was the first one. It was like Star Wars, and they remade the prequel and blah, 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 blah. Yeah, because then it ended up with that with that last one, who's so slow forgets. Silence of the... Before the Lambs. Uh, Solace, what would you give it out of 92? Out of 92, I'm going to give it... I'm going to give it 65, actually. It was good, but it wasn't as good as it should have been, as it could have been. It sounds like Sir Anthony just found it itself another seven points that otherwise it wouldn't have had. Yeah, I think it was just let down by the others, really. Today, George, is the 10th anniversary of Skydive Dubai launching. It's an iconic thing in Dubai, isn't it? It is. Have you done skydiving? No, I want to. 
but uh, I think this is the place where you want to do it. It is, yeah. Doing it over the palm. That actually could tip it for me if I could skydive over the well, palm. you would be the queen of the palm. There'd be the rose petals in your crown waiting for you as soon as you land again. Exactly. We thought we'd look at some skydiving movies because, unbelievably, 1994 produced not one, but two of the all-time great skydiving movies, one of which featured Charlie Sheen in a 1994 action film called Terminal Velocity. Hollywood Pictures presents the movie critics are calling a rip-roaring good time. Terminal Velocity has it all. Action, suspense, romance, and lots of laughs. You have five seconds. One, two, what happened to three? It's a first-rate thriller. Put this at the top of your list. Charlie Sheen, Nastasha Kinski, Terminal Velocity, rated PG-13. Now playing at a theater near you. Now, you know, it was a dodgy movie because there wasn't actually any of the film. There was no acting. There was none of this. Uh, Charlie Sheen and Natasha Kinski, gorgeous actress, in a film that had a budget of $50 million, but only raked in $16 million at the Ooh, box office. Oh, that's got to hurt. A uh, bit of a dog. Most notably, the famous scene, speaking of skydiving, is when Charlie Sheen is sitting in a red convertible and that convertible gets pushed out of the plane and he's free-falling onto <laughs> land in a Mercedes-Benz convertible. Amazing. Only Charlie Sheen. It was beaten by Wesley Snipes and Gary Busey, the bad guy in every action movie, starred in what I think is now a classic drop zone. This has got to be the biggest cliched movie trailer I've ever heard. What I'm offering you, no one else in the world can provide. No one else. Two million dollars a month for the operations and names of every undercover agent in the world. And I'm willing to prove it by doing it one time for free. In a world of high-tech secrets, the survival of justice is at stake. The whole system's going down. And all that stands between anarchy and order is one man. You got evidence, make your case to the FBI. You're gonna have to do better than this time on Kreef, fella. He's DEA. Wesley Snipes. Well, the schedule's gonna change. Drop Zone. Get on the drop zone with Wesley. That's the one to watch out of the two, isn't it? One hundred percent. I mean, that did tank as well. That had a budget of forty-five million and still only made twenty-eight million at the box office. So they were both absolute box office bombs. But you've got Gary Busey, undercover DEA agent. It's it's nineties. It's basically a movie that features all of those suits that you remember from the Last Dance documentary with Michael Jordan and undercover cops and agents. That's what you want to see. Do you know what? They gave you everything you needed from that. It's customer error for not going to see the film. I like your thinking. (laughs) Check it out. I give them both 10 out of 92 to celebrate the 10th anniversary of Skydive Dubai. It's your Dubai 92 Breakfast with George and Kitch. So good news there in the fight against COVID-19, helping patients to recover. And on a lighter note, did you actually hear the one about the two ants that were talking about why they never get coronavirus? It's because they've got antibodies. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry, Nadia. Sorry, you're better than this. Your Dubai 92 Breakfast with George and Kitch. You spoke a couple of weeks ago, maybe even last week, days are rolling into each other, about someone on TikTok in the States that decided the only way to have a British tea is to put the cup of water in the microwave and then put a little bit of milk in and then dunk your tea bag in. <sighs> in with the anger, out with the love, yes. Ruining every fibre. It's not British tea. That's not tea at all. <laughs> Who calls it British tea? 
Who heats water up in the microwave? So many questions. Most people have seen it by now. This thing has gone round. I mean, it's just disgusting. Following on from that TikTok video, there's another one that's now been viewed 4.3 million times from the US-based TikToker named Brit Nene. She has shared a 10-second video clip about how water should actually be poured into an ice tray. And you know what? I think she's actually correct because in each section of four, there's a circle in the, in the flat grooves and that's where you directly put the water and it evenly disperses between four. I did not know that. I've got one. It's just got, it's, uh, it has a lid on it and a hole, so you're supposed to like, fill it through there. Oh, that works. Uh, it doesn't work because too much goes in. You can't judge it. I'd always have it too, too, the tap on too fast and water's flying off everywhere and it's, it's all messy and it's going crazy. Just buy bags of ice. Well, sometimes I'd lean it on an angle and it would come down. And, but this is just revolutionised. I just want to go out and get an ice tray and try this and put the water on the flat pit between four of the different ice cube trays and then we'll evenly disperse. I'd ask, Rog, but there's no need for ice cubes up north in the UK. <laughs> Did you yeah. ever do it this way, Rog? I've always done it that way. Really? Yeah. Figured it out from a young age. I was an early developer. Or he just didn't want to have to pay for ice like the rest of us. I don't want the water to go. All right, Smarty. Did you know about the hole in the chopping board? No. That's not not a handle. You should get your knife and the veg goes into, say, the pan through that hole. Uh, There's one. Also, my chopping board doesn't even have a hole. Then it doesn't go off the sides. Oh, well, you need to buy better chopping boards. Your chopping board is wrong. Okay, okay. Um, And putting your spoon, like. Balancing your spoon in the handle on the saucepan. Yes, 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 yes that. that's yeah, yeah. a joy. I've never done that, but I've seen it. Oh, it's really good. It's good. Yeah, learn that this year. Or the idea that you put the wooden saucepan on top of the pasta water. Yes, to and stop it boiling. It stops it boiling and going all over. Look at all these things. 2020 has just taught us so much. It's your Dubai 92 Breakfast with George and Kitch. Two Topic Tuesday. It's back again, your favourite time of the week, where we take two topics. We've got to try and link them up. And this morning, George, you're the judge. I am, which means I also set the topics. Who is going first, guys? I think it's going to be producer Roger this morning. Okay. The topics that I set to him were drop zone... After we had the anniversary, 10 years Skydive Dubai has been going now. We were talking about the movie yesterday. And also another one that I think is uh, foremost in all our thoughts right now, 100% humidity. So drop zone to 100% humidity. Producer Rog, please. That's tough. Are you ready, Producer Rog? It's not my best work. Oh, no, don't say that. What a setup. (laughs) Okay, take it away. Drop Zone is a 1994 action suspense film by John Badham, starring Wesley Snipes and Gary Busey. It's about a US Marshal who breaks up a drug smuggling gang by jumping out of aeroplanes. It was one of two skydiving action films in December of 1994. The other was Terminal Velocity. Interestingly, the insurance policies of both of these films casts precluded most of them from actually doing any skydiving. Skydiving is actually one of the phases of what is properly called parachuting. Depending on experience and the type of jump, the process involves more or less free-falling, which is the skydiving element. I always say elephant. Before a parachute is deployed. During the skydive, the body accelerates towards terminal velocity, hence the name of the rival film. In case you were wondering, Drop Zone took its name from the designated landing area the parachuteur aims to land safely back on Earth. Given that safety is a huge factor of parachuting, weather conditions and weather forecasting are 
paramount importance before any jump. Forecasting the weather has been attempted for millennia. As early as 650 BCE, the Babylonians used cloud forms and astrology to predict the weather. By the mid-19th century, the modern weather forecast was a far more exact science of reading atmospheric conditions to forecast the coming day's weather. The first daily weather forecasts were published in the Times newspaper on August 1st, 1861, and this has become such a vital field that 24-hour television channels are dedicated to it and industries depend on the accurate readings of meteorologists around the world on conditions such as temperature, cloud cover, wind speed change and amounts in presentation precipitation, air quality and relative humidity. The relative humidity or RH index measures water density in the air as a percentage up to what is known as supersaturation. Supersaturation occurs when clouds form at 100% humidity. Oh, look at this coming in. 13 seconds left to spare. Oh, oh nice. Producer Rog, well done. So, I liked it was a very clear structure this week. You went from one topic to the other. And we had in there a lot of facts, a lot of history. You touched on some insurance topics. Babylonians came up in there. And also, and the whole reason I set the second topic, I got my answer about 100% humidity. Yes, it can occur. It does occur at certain temperatures. No, at various temperatures, you get clouds at 100% humidity. But you can have it at heights of like, say, 25,000 feet at the top of Everest, you can have 100% humidity, but because there's no dust particles, there's no clouds. Oh, see, we've all learned something hey, hey, today. Hey, yeah, yeah, time's up. It doesn't need <laughs> yeah, you know, No, 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 no. Skip that no, no, no. I skipped that bit. <laughs> see, I could have just Googled it, but no, I'm going to put it in two-topic Tuesday and make Rog do it instead. OK, it's making me nervous now because Rog said that wasn't any good and he just, as they say, knocked it out of the park. George, a score? There's a lot of work went into that. I think he's a more knowledgeable person than he was yesterday. I certainly am. You're a credit to your work. Thank you. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with a solid sixty today. Ooh. Oh, I've got that covered. No worries about that. Oh, oh yes. Oh do or do you? My my only um point of improvement I would say was that I think you had a golden opportunity to bring Dubai in there. I know, skydiving. I know, I really wanted to. Yeah, localism. I really needed to. Could you could you skydive in hundred percent humidity in Dubai with skydive Dubai? See, mm, I would have put that in. I would have. That's what I would have done, mate. You've also stumbled across my. You know how you can't say Pharrell. Pharrell. I, Pharrell. If elephant. The, if the word element is in a sentence, uh, it comes out as elephant for me. You know he's going to bring out a track called Elephant next, he, isn't he? Yeah, Where Pharrell, nice one. <laughs> I think he already has. Kitch, this week you were tasked with going from antibodies to Lego. Yeah, Are you ready? Yeah, I'm a bit nervous now. <laughs> I'm nervous now. I just read my script. I just don't think it's up to scratch. That's anyway. what you get for making dad jokes. Let's see what happens this morning. As we go from antibodies to Lego. Antibodies, unlike what I said yesterday, are not in fact the body of ants. <laughs> oh no. Antibodies are indeed Y-shaped proteins that are produced mainly by plasma cells, you see, that are then used by the immune system to neutralise pathogens such as bacteria and viruses. The truth is, if it wasn't for our immune systems, none of us would live very long. Oh, no, we wouldn't, because that is what the immune system is there for. Ironically, the two scientists who discovered the key functions of the immune system absolutely hated each other. No one knows whether it was because they were rivals, whether it was because they were jealous, or maybe it was, it was because it was a language barrier. But the two men were Robert Koch, a German physician, and Louis Pasteur, a French microbiologist. Robert Koch studied the bacteria that causes tuberculosis in 1882, and also the bacteria that study cholera. 
1883. Louis Pasteur, on the other hand, is renowned for his discoveries in vaccinations for rabies and anthrax, but is best remembered for pasteurization. Pasteurization is the process in which water or milk or fruit juice are sometimes treated with a mild heat, 100 degrees centigrade, to extend the shelf life. Pasteurization isn't sterilization as it does not kill spores, but a second double pasteurization will extend the quality of killing spores that have germinated. That is different to UHT, ultra-high temperature processing, which take foods to 135 degrees Celsius. And let's be honest, Dubai wouldn't have much milk, yogurt, soup, fruit juice without having UHT. It's not popular with chefs, as many regard it as lacking aroma and having burnt flavour. Burnt foods, though, foods, though can be a delicacy, burnt butter, for example, is considered a warm sauce, a burnt noisette or hazelnut butter. Burnt butter was popularised in the US thanks to the chef Julia Childs. Julia Childs was an American cooking teacher and TV personality who brought dishes like beef bourguignon, quiche Lorraine and the crepe Suzette to the masses in America. However, it was her Christmas meals that she... I'm running out of time. It was her Christmas meals that she aimed to change with the book The Reinvention of the American oh. Taste with quotes like, with enough butter, anything is good and if you're afraid of butter, use cream. But personally, when I think of Christmas... I think of two things. I think of food and presents. And around the world during the Christmas season, there are 28 sets of Lego sold every second because it's Christmas and my time's up. There we go. Very much. So, anyway. Right. Time's over. Well, I mean, you're down hugely because you went quite a lot over time there. I actually didn't think I had much there. There was a lot of information in that. That was information overload. I mean, I was Huge going there amount. Thinking, oh, I, I thought I had nothing. I added more in between Roger talking. I mean, we started on the immune system, we had pasteurisation, we had UHT, we had uh, severe hatred between scientists, which I liked, particularly that was a favourite part. I do feel the Lego was just jammed in there at the end. There well, wasn't enough of, love on the Lego there. I had heaps of Lego quotes. Whoa, 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 whoa. Ran out of time. At the end, he ran out of time, so it wasn't even jammed in there. All, everything it passed, wasn't in there. Everything passed the buzzer, thanks, George. So, uh, no, he's right, he is right. He's looking smug because he knows <laughs> what's coming. Sam, I mean, you would have won it, but it's going to have to be 58. Man, there we go. Yes! Well Two done. points! To the victor, get the spoils. Well done, producer Rob. <laughs> nice one. Yes! It'll be back again next Tuesday. I'm taking you on. No, Rog on next week? I have no, no idea. Kitch comes up with the topics next week. Oh, that is the best time. Oh, I'm looking forward to next week. <laughs> George and Kitch. On your Dubai 92 breakfast. So many of the restrictions around COVID-19 and how they're changing and relaxing all the time. One of the big ones is still when you walk into the shopping centre or the shops, you get your temperature tested and you need to wear gloves. Uh, I went into one shop, I won't say where it was, but they'd run out of gloves. And I, I, I looked and I said, where are the gloves? And they said, sorry, we don't have any. And they pointed me uh, towards the plastic that you put the fruit in. And I've got to say... Oh, you put your hands in the bags? It worked much better. I'm not saying to do this always because generally that, yeah. I take my latex gloves. But I find that if I find I need to take my latex gloves because a lot of shops, I'm not going to name who they are, do have really cheap, thin plastic gloves. And as soon as you put your hand in, it breaks or you can't, and you're stuck there and you got holes, oh, it doesn't work. So this one place, I'm sure it was just a one-off for 10 minutes or something while they restocked, you know, because everyone's adhering to the rules. But I put the, pl- the giant plastic bags around my hands. It actually worked better. I, it still had the same effect. And I was still able to, it was thicker plastic than the gloves they were handing out. And I was able to go around and touch things freely. And that's a lot easier if you've just come 
inside from being outside from any length of time because your hands are hot. So the black latex gloves that I've got, they're absolutely fine if I've been on the aircon. Just put them on straight away. If I've been hot... I cannot get the fingers no. down. I had to walk into the supermarket the other day with it half on. So the the actual fingers are hanging off my fingers. I looked ridiculous. No, we've all done it. Especially when you put it on and it breaks and you're like, oh, I gotta go in. And then there's a queue and everyone else is queuing up for gloves and you're sorry. Infected hand. Yeah, he's <laughs> standing there desperately fighting this glove at the supermarket entrance, wondering how much you need the stuff that you were gonna go and get. No, so they were issuing to the giant and it just I just put it on. And put it on, and I looked over at someone else who was also doing the same thing, and we gave each other the wink of like, "This is working for the both of us." This and is the future. Went, yep, I know what you're thinking. This is working well, and they looked at me and they went, "Yep, it really is." So first step: take your gloves, be prepared. Imagine, as always, if on Wednesday, June the seventeenth last year, you'd said, "What will you be talking about in a year's time?" We said, "Wearing fruit bags as we go around the supermarket and giving each other a nod and a wink when we know." We've solved the system. <laughs> this is working for us. Winning. George and Kitch. On your Dubai 92 breakfast. George, what are your shopping tips? I like getting your advice. Well, this is from a stylist online. I was having a chat with Scoop Serena from the Aaron News Centre this morning, just both saying that we hadn't been clothes shopping in many moons, it feels like. And obviously you can here, and you've got the online shopping option as well. Um, I kind of got so used to not doing it that I carried on not doing it if you know what I mean yeah you get into the routine yeah I've got to go and get some trainers soon but um just sort of thinking about it would I be happy trying stuff on or you know would I want to just take a chance I did grab something from H&M just a t-shirt but that's easy but other than that you know would you go and try on a pair of jeans are you happy with that or would you rather I did something I've never done before I needed to buy a new pair of shorts so I went back into the exact same shop where I'd bought another pair of shorts from Villebrequois uh, yeah, three pairs from there, actually. Nice. No, no, I went straight back in and I got a pair of shorts because I knew the size and it's got a different colour because I knew I wouldn't have to try them on. Yeah. So I was able to just pick them up and then put them down and then take them away and not have to worry about any rigmarole. Well, these are tips from a stylist who works online in the UK. Their shops have just started opening again, huge queues for Primark, <laughs> and you can't actually try things on. So she has some suggestions before really? you go to the store. Firstly, do a list so you know exactly what you want. For example, if you've got a lot of summer skirts, maybe you need tops to go with them. So just have a look through your wardrobe. That's my problem every day. Get it really clear in your mind first. Also, and she's quite right, most stores' sizes come up differently. If you can't try stuff off, throw stuff on, how do you know if it's going to fit or not? She's saying take all your measurements before you hit the shops and take the tape measure with you so that you can work it out. How's that going to work? That doesn't work it's at all. It's not going to work. And who takes a tape measure shopping? Yeah, if you walked in with a tape measure, you'd be like, this person's a fruit loop. Yeah, but I just also, if I measured me, I just don't, I don't see that actually translating into knowing 100% that something's going to fit. Well, you're going to take your own mirrors as well because you don't like the skinny mirrors or the <gasps> fat mirrors that are inside certain shops. I've got it. You get a mannequin made exactly of you. Make oh, yeah. sure you don't put on or lose any weight and you take the mannequin shopping with you and try stuff on that. Oh, it's obvious now I think about it. Why didn't you think of this earlier? I know. This I feel stupid. Am- this is amazing. You need like a paper mache mould of your body that's hardened and then you can go in with it. Either that or you buy the thing that you like and you lose weight or you gain weight so it fits. 
I like that idea. And I tried that with a pair of pants and I've got them three years there, still waiting to put them on because I haven't lost the weight. It's your Dubai 92 breakfast. With George and Kitch. Their lettuce, second to none, quite frankly. Oh, excuse really? me, I say lettuce, what a fool. Salad leaves. Oh, I'm sorry. Because the fact is, I was thinking about whether I should send Elton John there to go buy the lettuce and then I realised oh, he's a rocket man. <laughs> Oh, gosh, what a week this is going to be. <laughs> oh, come on, that's a good one. <laughs> it was, actually. Your Dubai 92 Breakfast. With George and Kitch. News quiz time. And playing along is the queen of the ARA News Centre, uh, News Nadia, who has made her way in. Uh, I know we do have to get to the news quiz soon, but there have been so many changes in restrictions... Uh, we'll get some more of those after 9 o'clock this morning. That's right. We're just sorting through things for you. So you've got some preliminary information in the news bulletins about age restrictions changing and some travel guidelines and stuff. And we can talk more about that maybe at 9 o'clock as we clarify a few more bits. And where do you go to for more information? You go to the ARN News Centre app. But over- That's it. But overall, it really does seem that there's a lot of places now that are easing that under 12 and the over 60 restriction that used to be there. So That's right. There are. So um, in some in some Emirates, it's gone to uh, the restriction has gone from 60 to 70. So, so good news there. And there's a couple of exceptions. Definitely. But we'll get to those in detail. George, have you got your <laughs> buzzer, please? Yes. Turns out I have. Look at that. Oh, it's a nice blue colour. Aqua blue. Is it working, though? A silent buzzer. We can jazz this up. Woo, woo! <laughs> I, I feel like that delay is going to work against me, though. <laughs> Isn't there always a delay on that side? That's a long delay. Let's try it again. So this is me pressing it now. We can jazz oh, this oh, up. Woo, that works. Be more aggressive. I don't know what happens with this buzzer. Okay, let's see what happens. It's haunted. The trombone was this big, long thing, and I have to put like on a different seat. And there you go. Yeah. I'm not going to leave that, that one as a, it is. That's a long buzz, isn't it? Right. right. Okay, so I've got a little bit of a mixture here. Some sort of slightly tricky ones and some nice and easy ones. So pay attention. Here we go. Please Number no. one. Disney is said to be making a new musical based on the songs of which... The trombone was this big, long thing and I have to put, like, on a different seat. Hello, is it me you're looking for? The music of Lionel Richie. You're absolutely right. OK, one on the board for Kitch. Dubai's skyline lit up with messages honouring frontline heroes in the fight against COVID-19 this week, but... What was the hashtag of the message? We can jazz this up. Woo, woo. Hashtag it stronger together. Love it. Yeah. Spot on one all. Okay. Which emirate now has a bicycle patrol to monitor crowded spaces? We can jazz this up. Woo, woo. <laughs> woo, woo. Abu Dhabi. Yes. Yeah, on a roll. Rid of the on, Lamborghinis. A, on a roll. Right. And an endangered species has been discovered at a nature retreat in Sharjah. What were they? We can the jazz trombone this up. Big woo, long thing. Woo. I have to put like on a different seat. Turtles? Yes, they, they were turtles. They were Which means... Yay! George, you're the winner. Winner! Clean, almost a clean sweep there, George. Spot on. Well, well, well don't, don't go picking holes in my win. <laughs> what was the last... What was Gosh, I didn't give you what, anything. What, what was the last question there? The last, one, the last one was just a very quick one, actually. Very easy. What was the, the name of the new James Bond film? Oh, I've got no Live idea. and Let Die. Wasn't it? No, that's no, that's no it's, Paul it had die in it. It's the new one. The new one. What's the name of the new one? Time to die. No time to producer, die. Producer Roger. <laughs> time to die. There you go. You no, picked that up. No, gee whiz, that was more tricky than I am anticipated. <laughs> I knew it had die in it. <laughs> well, they're all the same, aren't they? Die yeah. another day. Die he dies. Someone else die. Everyone die dies. Spy who died. <laughs> died last cool. week. Right. George and Kitch on your Dubai ninety-two breakfast. Well, that's the podcast, guys. Hope you were enthralled with the riveting entertainment that it is. Don't forget to like, subscribe and share, please.
And you can always get in touch on breakfast at Dubai92.com. We'd love to hear from you and it gives me a break from the dad jokes. Thanks for listening to this podcast from your Dubai 92. Listen live across the UAE on the Dubai 92 app at Dubai92.com or 92FM on your radio.